1: got you six we got your back got you six we, we
0: got, got you. your back i got you six sixers you are in for a treat this week we have connor crehan of barstool sports also known as captain kinds from zero blog 30 this is going to be an incredible episode where we talk about diving into being your authentic self i can't wait and without further ado into the breach Connor, thank you so much for being here. Really appreciate having you on the show today. Yeah, Tony, I appreciate you having me. I would be remiss if I didn't say that you were and always will be an Army Black Knight, you know, former D1 player, as well as graduate assistant after graduation. Yeah,
1: I held the distinction of uh, the uh, number one holder slash backup QB in the country. That was, that was a self-proclaimed title, but I'll, I'll wear it proudly. And then, yeah, I was fortunate that I spent my first year as a grad assistant. So, I mean, you're talking about you're at CGSC now and I I got to spend my second lieutenant time at West Point being a coach and a place, as you know, is a lot better as an officer than as a cadet. So it
0: was a really interesting first year in the army. I can imagine. And now talking about a coach, it's pretty interesting. Like you're kind of a coach now, right? Where you're, you're mentoring people from behind a microphone like we talked about beforehand, not being able to see him, but really having this massive impact.
1: It's interesting that you say that because I'm always blown away. If if people reach out or come up to me and say something, because when you're just talking to two or three other people on a screen or a couple of people in a studio into a microphone, you don't really fully grasp the reach that you're having. And I'm only speaking from my own experiences. I never purport to be an expert on anything. I'm only giving my opinions based on my own life experiences. Now, granted, there are a lot of folks, I think, especially making the transition from West Point to the Army and then to the civilian world, we all have similar experiences, but everybody's is a little bit different. But to think that people will listen to my experiences and think enough of me that you're saying, I'm serving as a coach now. I'm flattered. And thank you for that. I I never, honestly, I hadn't thought of it that way. But certainly, I'm very respectful of the platform that Barstool Sports has given me and the responsibility that comes with that platform. So I always try to be very pointed and very thoughtful in everything that I say, because I do know that No matter where I go, no matter what I say, I will always represent West Point. I will always represent Army football. I'll represent my own family and and my family's name. And that's something that I, I take very seriously. And I wouldn't want to ever tarnish any one of those.
0: Right. And also being a great son of New Jersey. That's right. Born and raised, baby. Right. We love it. So I would say that would be one thing you've continued to implement it from your time as a cadet all the way to now is being poignant in that authenticity, which is hard because you have to ask yourself those tough questions a lot of the time. Yeah. And to be introspective,
1: I think is something that gets easier as you get older and you get a little bit more experience in this life and you have more experiences to draw from. If you had asked me when I was just getting out of the military to speak on the topics that I'm speaking about now, 10 years later, give or take, I think the answer would have given you 10 years ago would not be of as great value. Uh, And it's just interesting to see how I viewed the world and, and, and everything that encompasses that, the the military politics, sports, what I thought then, and how I think now has evolved. And I I think that's okay. I, I guess, also, I maybe I, I might be a little upset with myself if I didn't learn anything in the last 10 years. I think that's so important that people, whether you realize it or not, I think people always continue to learn. But those I think that seek out those learning opportunities and recognize that there is that opportunity that just because you're no longer in school, whether it's undergrad, graduate school, postgraduate, whatever doesn't mean you 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 stop learning and 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 I think learning isn't confined to what you can classroom or in a, in a meeting room it's 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 everyday life and the experience of how you in and how you process them. Uh, so I, I think that's why I'm better served to be behind a microphone now at, at 37 than I was at 26 or 27. So um, it's just funny how life works out that this opportunity wasn't presented to me then because I don't know that it would have gone as well.
0: Now, where does that kind of quest for knowledge and seeking greater understanding come from?
1: For me, I think it's just I just have a genuine curiosity. You know, I think it's, it's simple things, too. It doesn't have to be like I'm, you know, out here searching for the theory of relativity. No, it's I'll be I'll be watching a movie, right? And I'll pull up an app to to, to read about that movie and, and things that were going on, uh, little neat facts. Um, you know, it's 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 watching a game and wanting to learn about a receiver that just made an excellent catch. And well, where did that guy grow up? It's just a genuine curiosity that I don't think is unique to me. I'm I'm sure you're curious about a you know various topics, and that's why you find yourself still pursuing. In additional education at, at CGSC, and, and you can continue in your military career. So, I, I don't think that's anything that's uh, unique to me. Uh, it's just a curiosity that's been a part of me ever since I was a little kid.
0: I'm glad to know I'm not the only one that has Wikipedia like ready to go anytime I'm watching a movie. I'm like, where did I see that person last? it's it's wikipedia and
1: it's it's imdb i pull up the imdb app that's one of my most favorite apps like i'm a movie and and tv guy i I, i've seen a file through and through so i I love just what you said wait where else do i know that person from and i will prevent myself from pulling up the app until i give it a little bit of thought because i like to try to get it before it's like i know if i look get my phone and Google or look at IMDb, it's going to tell me right away, but it's more fun if I figure it out first. So unless I get to the point where I'm just really going nuts, I I, I try to figure it out before I revert to the app or to to Google.
0: That's like early 2000 conversations in like in a bar where people would talk all night trying to figure out who was in what movie, um, as opposed to just having those quick 15 seconds now. Yeah, and I mean part of that is it kind of
1: has lost its luster, right? It used to be fun. And it's 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 nice because you know if you're arguing with someone and you just know beyond a shadow of a doubt you're right, you can pull something up and say, Here, look, I'm right. That part is fun, but the idea that a 25, 30-minute conversation is now completely lost because somebody can get the answer as opposed to trying to work through that answer and talk through it at a bar, as you mentioned, with your buddies and trying to figure out an answer. Uh, you know, so there is a little bit that, that has been lost on technology. So I, I think while technology has been great for us as a society, in some ways, it's killed other parts of our, our way of life that were intriguing,
0: to say the least. Absolutely. There's always like a screen in your face. But speaking of screens and being a cinephile, what movie has greatly influenced your life if you had to pick one?
1: Wow. That's such a good question. Goodness. I think, you know, I would say certainly. So when I was in school, I I showed up 2002, graduated 06. Black Hawk Down had recently come out. and, And that was a movie that I know that was shown to us as a learning tool, lessons learned from the Battle of Mogadishu and then taking that with you. So certainly that had an impact on, on my army career. That is such a good question. What, while I'm thinking about that, do you
0: have any off the top of your head that really influenced you? I remember watching Rudy for the first time. And you know you can go back and like who the actual person was, but I just remember plugging it into when we had like a TV With the VHS player in it, it was like all built in. It was like 13 inches. And watching that movie and just having chills from the moment, like it turned on to like the credits rolled. Yeah. And that could be like the Irish Catholic in me, you know?
1: Right. It was 12 Angry Men with Henry Fonda. And that made me really think it's important to examine everything before you come to a conclusion. Inclusion in this life. I don't have a really profound answer. If you gave me, you gave me a day to think about it. I don't know. Maybe I could think about it. But I, I just liked everything. You know, I was just watching anything and everything I could get my hands on growing up. And it was different for me. It was going to the movie store, it was going to Blockbuster on on a Friday night with my sisters, and, and we getting to pick out one video that we were going to watch and, and trying to convince them like why they should pick. One because I knew I secretly wanted to watch that one too, so I was kind of getting two picks. So maybe that taught me about life, about negotiating, and and trying to figure out different methods to get the way that you want things to go down.
0: That is so meta. It wasn't the movie itself. It was yeah, going right? to get the movie. That, that's <laughs> yeah. what, I mean we should just end it there, but we're not going to. That was great. You can't make that up. So as you like, you said where you are now and being able to be more, you know, not pontificate, but really like be able to look at life a little bit different, have a little bit more like tactical patience before running into an answer. Is there some sort of like ability or skill that you've kind of seen or dialed into now, kind of being a veteran at the podcast game where you're like, I need to, I'm working on this to kind of get better because I know this has been a gap in my coverage for a while now.
1: I think certainly trying to examine a issue or a topic From different vantage points, because I'll say between myself and my two co-hosts, we view the world differently. Uh, Those two are more closely related in their viewpoints than me. So I think the thing that I've I've continued to strive to to work at and, and try to get better at is to say my opinion and what my convictions are even when they are going to be contrary to my co-hosts and i think that in theory that's very easy it's like we'll just say your opinion but in practice i'm not confrontational you know i could be argumentative but i'm not confrontational if that makes sense i'll stand firm in my opinion but i won't seek out a fight so there are sometimes when it might just be easier to default to just agreeing with someone or, you know, maybe seeing a topic that is controversial and maybe taking the less controversial take as opposed to really putting your feet feet in the ground and and thinking through it and realizing, do I really agree with them? And if I do, that's okay, but why, or do I disagree with that stance? And here are the reasons as to why I'm to disagree with my co-hosts today. Because I also think, and I'm by no means a psychologist, but I think there's a human nature to want to be liked and and to want people to think that you are a good person. You want people to think you are a smart person, especially if you have a microphone in front of you and and you have people tuning in, you want them to tune in because they can respect your opinions and, and think, not that I'm right about everything. But at least that I can offer a vantage point that allows them to think differently about a particular subject. So I think sometimes you have to fight that human nature to just kind of go with the flow and and, and stand your ground. And I think that's just an ongoing challenge for me, especially in the world that we live in now. And gosh, it's, it's so divisive that sometimes you just think like, you know what? I don't believe this at all, but I'm just going to say this because I just don't want to fight with people. I, I just don't want to rile people up, you know, and and I say that about silly topics. Certainly, I will absolutely stand my ground on topics that I think are on the more serious side, but just I think that's an ongoing challenge for for anyone because also I would never want to fall into the trap of these people that you see on cable news networks on either side, pick a name, doesn't matter who, who I think have compromised themselves because they have to follow the talk track and they have to follow the points that fall in line with their particular news network, whether they believe them or not. I do believe that certain things are said on various news networks that the anchor or the the, the, the host doesn't necessarily fully believe, but they know that that's the stance they have to take. And, and that's scary to me. So I hope I never get to that point.
0: That's such a hard place to be, especially coming from our background, right? Where, you know, duty, honor, country, those three hollow words, right? And to be put in something like that, it's, it's a no win, right? You can't be yourself. You can't be authentic. And then you're trying to move massive amounts of people in a direction that you can't stand behind.
1: You're absolutely right, because how would you put your head to your pillow at night knowing, gosh, I just said a bunch of stuff on a podcast or on name your medium that I don't really actually believe. So I'm not being true to myself. I'm not being true to the values I was taught at West Point that I was taught growing up and all for what? For what? For for more people to say like, hey, you're great. Or hey, I like you. Or hey, we're going to download your show now. So it really is a challenge. And it is something that I, I try to keep on the forefront of my mind, just so that I can be true, as I said, be true to myself and, and, and be true to all of those other entities that I represent.
0: And being true to yourself is, you know, recognizing, like we talked about throughout this conversation, awareness of where your strengths are and what gaps you have. Part of that is also owning your failure. Where have you seen a failure that's come into your life that's ended up being a great success but at the time was devastating?
1: Probably going back to my athletic career and my my football career at army i I mean it, it's no surprise go google my name you're not gonna lot you're not gonna see a lot of stats next to my name and when you go from high school to college, basically everybody's you know very accomplished in high school. So to go from that and then to go and just be a backup for most of my career and, and, you know, getting on the field pretty sparingly. And that was at the time devastating to me. I was, I was embarrassed of that. And for, for a long time after graduation, I was, I was embarrassed that I, I didn't play more, but again, with, with that time, with that maturity. I didn't realize it at the time, but I was learning to be resilient. I was learning how to be a, a great team player and lifting up my teammates in, in other ways. I was continuing to hone my work ethic that it would have been very easy to say like, well, I'm, you know, I'm I'm here on the depth chart. I'm never going to play. Like, why am I going to bust my ass today? Well, you're going to bust your ass because that's what your teammates expect of you. And, and you can't let them down. And and what happens if you're called upon and you're not ready, then you are letting them down and you are not living up to your responsibilities. And subconsciously at the time when I was younger, I, I realize it now, but subconsciously I, I took that with me into my army career that regardless if, you know, we were the lead element or or, or if we were our follow on element, we had to be absolutely prepared. And then into my private life or I say private, a uh, civilian life. I have taken that mentality, that, that that work ethic. I always had that work ethic, but I, I think it, it got really honed when it would have been a lot easier to just work hard. And I probably could have done it in such a way that it wasn't very apparent. I, I probably could have done it in such a way that it looked like I was still working, but I knew in my heart of hearts, I wasn't. You know, I, I never lost that hunger. I always wanted to play more. So I, I guess it's it's a it was a failure in the sense that I didn't live up to the expectation that I had set for myself in terms of becoming a, a starter on on offense. And for a, a fragile, egoed 18 to 21 year old, that was a very, very uh tough task. You know, I'll tell you just a quick story. Obviously, I can't change the past. I never beat Navy in my four years. And my senior year after losing to navy i sat in my locker and i cried harder than maybe i'd ever cried in my life and and, and for a multitude of reasons because I, we we lost to navy and my playing career as a football player was over and maybe i didn't realize it at the time but certainly because i realized this is it man you're never going to get another shot. You failed. That was, that was the culmination of, of me failing was that last game knowing this is it. You don't get another chance to win the starting job to play more at the collegiate level. Now you got to hang it up. Now, don't get me wrong. I did go on to win a Fort hood flag football championship with some of my teammates, which I hold near and dear, <laughs> but you know, it it was, um, that, that that was that was tough. And and um I've had other other failures in, in my civilian life, uh, through my career. Uh, but but I think they're all related in one way or another to not reaching that 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 goal and that pinnacle uh for myself and 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 falling short and realizing Maybe there were things that I could have done differently, could have done better, or maybe not. Maybe there are some things. And, and that's the other part, too, is I, I think realizing in this life, some things are out of your control. I, I think especially people who go to West Point who feel like everybody can control every aspect of their life, right? And, and they can make it so whatever they want, they'll figure it out and they'll make every part of their life fall into place. Well, nobody could have predicted a, a global pandemic and, and how that, I'm sure, affected a lot of West Point grads, both in the Army and in, in civilian workforce. Uh, there are certain things that you cannot control in coming to grips and accepting that. Now, that's, that doesn't mean you just accept it, fall down, lay over and die. You accept it, figure out your new plan and move forward a different route. But I think that's a lot harder when you're younger to to accept that something else was out of your control, because also we're taught that you don't make excuses, right? What are we always taught at West Point? It's like you gotta own, own your failures, and I'm absolutely saying that you own your failures and you take responsibility for your actions. But I do think that that sometimes things in life are just out of your control, and uh, no matter how prepared you are or how talented you are or how smart you are the the world's And life is going to kick you on your ass. It's just a matter of figuring out how to get yourself back up and figuring out a new route to success.
0: That's an extremely great point. That you'll have like these plateaus or dips, but as long as you're continuing, like you said, with that work ethic, like you've that's been honing you since you know the streets of New Jersey, it's continued to propel you and propel you and propel you to something that you didn't even you know expect.
1: Yeah, absolutely, and. and I I think that's the other thing is that there will be unexpected successes that that you did not necessarily plan for, but you were ready to seize that moment. You were ready to seize that success because of those failures, because of the the hard work uh, that you'd put in. And I I think what is such a challenge for West Pointers, it's, it's human nature, I think, to compare yourself to others. Okay, so now that you think about that, then I think. You have all of these wildly successful people that have that have come and gone from from West Point, and, and and we know all the names, so I don't even need to list them. So you start measuring yourself up against these people, and you're like, "Christ Almighty, how am I ever going to get there and, and and do that?" What you don't see, and it's it's kind of indicative of our society now with the whole social media how everyone projects this amazing life when that's just not the case. My, my fiance and I joke like, like post a picture and it's like not pictured like 20 minutes prior to this, when we were ready to kill each other for something completely mundane, but right. It's, you see these, these people that are talked about at West point in the West point, lore, and there's plenty of guys and girls in, in recent memory who are very successful, but what they don't say is like, well, here are all the times they screwed up or made a mistake or had that failure. So it's almost you have the challenge of, of human nature wanting to compare yourself. But then when you think about the collection of all the people that have come through West Point and you start measuring yourself up, you like, you start looking at your your grad year and what people, your same grad year are doing, like, geez, wait, am I am I there yet? uh, and, and it really can make yourself nuts. And I, that was something else I did a lot more when I was younger. And I I've realized now, as I've gotten older, that everybody reaches those peaks and valleys at, at different points in their life. So where, you know, you, you, Tony right now, you, you might be at a, a great peak or a great Valley and, and, and someone might be the opposite. You're it's going to, Flip flop at some point in your life. And I think it just all goes back to that attitude of no matter what, I'm not going to quit. I'm going to keep moving forward, keep grinding, keep working hard. And ultimately, things will work out in the end.
0: Right. And to your point, right? You measure your own success, right? Because to Connor, success looks different to you than it does to me. That's so critical. And we, like you said, in that social media, which by the way, you have some of the best wedding drip that I've seen on social media, by the way. But with all that being said, I have to ask, Connor, how are you better than yesterday?
1: That's a really interesting question. I don't know that I've ever been posed in that fashion before. I did things today, and I don't need to get into detail, but I did things today that I know I didn't do yesterday. And actually, I'll just say it. I I had a, a personal therapy session that I didn't have yesterday, and I opened up and I said things today in that session that i had previously not expressed and and shared with anyone before so by getting those things out there that will allow me uh to move forward and and i think the overarching answer to your question is, is it goes back to you know one of the things i was saying at the beginning about that curiosity for, for learning i think there also needs to be that understanding that you you're, you're never done i had an uncle uh he he's since passed away he was a a, a sculptor. And you know, I remember watching him work one time and, and I, I I walked in and it looked like the sculpture was done. And he's like, no, no, it's it's always he was always kind of doing a little bit more to it, right? And I think that's a great way, a great metaphor for your life. That it, you know, the sculpture is never done, right? You can always make some adjustments, not so much that you ruin the sculpture, but you know, you're a continual, continual work in progress, and that that realization that. You might have the, the best job, the best relationship, uh, you know, the, the nice house and, and everything's going well for you, but realizing that you can't rest on your laurels. Cause again, it goes back to what I was saying about life might just pop up and kick you right in the teeth and hit you with something you weren't expecting. And it, and if you stop that continuous improvement, you're going to find yourself caught with, with your pants down. So I think the answer to you, of how did I get better than yesterday is just waking up with the realization that I'm not done working on myself and that I got to continue to work on myself.
0: Still chipping away at the sculpture, whatever that may look like. I love that.
1: That's right. Chipping away at that mountain, at that stone. And, and uh, you know, hopefully when it's all said and done, and they put me six feet under, hopefully then is when I have something that I can leave in this world that's beautiful that I've created for my
0: legacy that I leave behind. If history is any indication, you're, you are more than well on your way, sir. I appreciate that, man. I appreciate that. And I appreciate what you're doing with your
1: show and uh, you know, continuing to, to, to get out there and, and do it because as, as I've done this now for uh, six years, I guess, something like that, five, six years. What I'll, I've also seen is a lot of podcasts come and go. Everyone thinks they want to have a podcast until they realize like, what actually goes into doing a podcast. So, I applaud you for, for doing yours and I, I appreciate what you're doing. And I, I appreciate you you're thinking enough of me to, to have me on your show and have this conversation.
0: Absolutely. Real recognizes real, as they say. Cons, where can people go to reach out to you? Where can they connect with you?
1: Yeah, at Captain Cons on, on, on social. If you want to drop me an email, Connor J. Crehan at gmail.com, Cons at barstool.com, whichever one you can remember. I'm, I'm pretty easy to get a hold of. Uh, I won't put my phone number out there. But if you really want to get in touch with me, <laughs> uh you know, feel feel free. I, one one thing that uh my co-host Chaps likes to do to me is he will say the, the most ridiculous thing and he says to people and if you have any thoughts, just email them to Connor and he just puts my email every DM, every email, I answer every single one. I do it because I think everyone deserves a response and if they took the time to send you something, then you owe them a a response in some form or fashion. So if you want to talk, you want to get some thoughts on any particular topic, reach out and I'm happy to talk to anybody.
0: Connor, thank you so much. And yes, ladies and gentlemen, it's true. He will respond uh, living proof. Thank you so much for sharing your stories. Really just being authentic and going into some questions that, you know, that we weren't expecting to have on the show. I really appreciate it. Of course, last but not least... Thanks for having our six.
1: Absolutely. Thanks, Tony.
0: Sixers, thank you so much for listening to another episode of the Got Your Six podcast. If you got something out of this, be a battle buddy. Share it with a friend. Pass along. Tell them what you got out of it. If you're listening on Apple, make sure you leave us a review. And if you don't like what we're doing, also let us know. We can only get better from hearing from you, all the Sixers out there. We're always here to adapt and evolve as this podcast continues to grow and thrive. And if you're listening on Spotify, hit that follow button and you'll never miss an episode when we drop new ones every Monday.
1: I don't know what you've been told, Sixers, but the lawyers would like us to remind you that the views, opinions and comments expressed on the Got Your Six podcast are solely those of the hosts or guests to include current and previous Department of Defense employees. And should in no way be considered the opinions of or endorsements on behalf of the Department of Defense or any of its components, divisions, contractors, or other current and previous staff members.